that sunny Farumbi. And yeah, another episode. It looks like uh, baseball is back. Yeah, baseball is back. I think we're already into what? Maybe three or four games now already already played. Uh, what's what's kind of interesting that I would like I wanted to see looking forward to this baseball season was the the rules change. They have a oh. couple of rules changing. Uh, yeah, I haven't kept up with it, so I don't know uh, which ones are Well, I know there are three rules. Uh, that I can remember. I don't know if there are more than that. First of all, there's a nice pitch clock for the pitcher. Oh, how, how long is that? Well, they want to, from what I understand, they want to make sure that the, the game, game keeps moving. Yeah, it keeps yeah. moving, keeps moving. So the it's 15 seconds from when the pitcher has the ball in his hand. So after the last pitch, once he gets the ball back, Okay. 15 seconds to release the pitch. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something about the batter too. The batter also has to be ready, be in the batting box, be ready mm-hmm. at least, from what I heard, eight seconds, eight I seconds mean, was, to go. Were the batters and pitchers taking that much time that they feel like... Oh, they, they were. They were oh, taking okay. a longer time. In fact, I saw something where they, they compared... Uh, they compared side by side in a split image on, on the TV. They compare what was going on. And by the way, they said they ran this. I didn't know that. In the minor leagues last year, oh. that they ran the minor leagues, like they tested it. They tested it to see how, how it, would, it would work out. Yeah, so so that, that first one is the, is, is the pitch clock. I understand if the... If the the pitcher does not release the the pitch before the clock runs out, it's a ball. Oh, it's a ball. Yes, oh, wow. so it's what a ball. The batter is it a strike then? I'm not sure. Maybe, but usually, I, I don't think most of the time it's against it's against the the pitcher. But I heard something about the batter also needs to be in the in the box mm-hmm. uh, at least eight seconds into the thing. So, but I don't think that. Is a problem for the for the batter anyway. I think it's the is right. a, a picture. The other one is this: the the bases are bigger. What is, oh, like the the, the actual base. Yeah, right. they are, I, I understand they are fifteen inches on they are squares, so fifteen inches on each side. Before now they are eighteen. They are eighteen inches because they wanted to give more room when you know, somebody is trying to force base and yeah. you know room so that. To reduce injuries on the base. Then what was one of the other ones? Oh, for each batter, if there's somebody on base, or oh, the 15-second the pitch clock is 20 seconds. So if somebody's on base. If nobody's on base, it's 15 seconds. Okay. If somebody's on base, is <laughs> it's 20 seconds. And the pitcher can only throw, you know, the way they throw to first base to, yeah. to prevent the runner from stealing second base. Mm-hmm. The pitcher can only throw twice. Like, okay. Only to throw twice to first. Like in between pitches? Yeah. Oh, okay. In between pitches, while facing another batter, if there's uh, somebody, a, a, a base runner at first, he can only try to throw there uh, uh, twice. And I actually saw a game, I think on Saturday or Sunday, when they showed the guy already throw there, mm-hmm. throw twice. So... The the runner already knew. Okay, there's no way he's throwing throwing that again. I'm gonna run anyway. Wait, that that's <laughs> kind of bad though. Because what if he takes like a giant lead off? Yeah, and he well, can't throw. 
So or yeah. do you just not? Well, that's the thing. They want you to make sure that you use your two throws judiciously. I guess, but still, it's like, if you know he throws tri- twice, then I'm just going to take, like, be halfway. Well, what it means is that you don't want to have to throw those two, no, twice before. Yeah. That's the thing. And you know before, people actually, the pitchers will throw, they can throw as many times as they want. Yeah, but usually, I feel like typically they don't throw more than, like, two or three times. And it's only if yeah. they see that there's, like, a big lead off yeah. being taken. I think the impact will be felt felt mainly in uh, in the playoffs. It's yeah. in the playoffs when the stakes are higher that I've seen some sometimes they will throw five or six times to first base oh. if they are trying to keep the runner. Yeah, so that's one. The another one I heard is you know the shift where they will shift the in infield yeah. and maybe if you there's a left-handed batter they will put three infielders on the between first and second base. Mm-hmm. Or if there's a right hand that somebody tends to pull, they will put three infielders between yeah. second and third. They can't do that anymore. Yeah. They said what? there has to be at least two infielders on either side of second base. So they can shift so that they are closer to the base on one side, but you can't, go you can't cross over. To What's, the other side. Why? Because it's like it's still to the detriment if they hit it to the other side too. Yeah. So I mean. well, here's the thing. From what I what I heard, there are a few reasons why they're making the changes, and I, it looks like fans like it because first of all, they want to attract new fans because they want the games to go faster, the pitch clock. Yeah. Then they they want more runs. <laughs> they want more runs, so they are they are eliminating the extensive shift that some balls or some hits that would have well that would have been hits yeah uh, before because of the shift they they take that away so they want to make sure that those balls go through yeah I don't know if I like that <laughs> I mean it's been like that as long as I can remember so I don't know yeah it's... yeah well they change it and I think another thing I heard about that is that the infield you know sometimes when they shift. Mm-hmm. On a shift like that, um, if there are three people between first and second base, uh, the middle person, I don't know, sometimes that's the, sometimes that's actually the shortstop. I've, I've, I didn't know that before. Sometimes it's the shortstop that moves all the way over mm-hmm. to the middle between first and second. But whosoever is in the middle or before, sometimes the person in the middle goes way behind you know, goes further away from the dirt and mm-hmm. they're on the grass. Yeah. They're on the, the outfield grass. So I think one of the new rules is that all the four infielders, they need to be on the dirt. They can't, that, they can't be on the grass. That still doesn't make sense, though, because it's like you just, it's just a longer throw. So it's. Yeah, I know. But I don't think anybody's complaining yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah uh, they're not complaining. They had, I think the biggest change is the is the pitch clock that mm-hmm. the pitchers especially have to adjust. Yeah, to. I, I could see that, but everything else is like, oh, just leave it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The, the other thing that I noticed, actually I, I knew this since last year, because the schedule, the playing schedule for... Uh, for this year came out, I think, last summer. Mm-hmm. Every team now plays every other team. They were not doing that before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before, I think, like in the National League, every team in the National League 
plays every other team in the National League, right. both home and away. They play twice. Mm -hmm. The same thing in the American League. And then you have a few inter-league inter games. Yeah. But now, most of the, uh, before, rather, most of their schedule is within the division. So mm -hmm. the four other teams within your division, you play them like, I don't know, 18 or 19 times mm -hmm. uh, each year. But now, that's been reduced so that you actually play every team. So there are 30 mm -hmm. teams. So each team play all the other 29 teams. Um, yeah. The only ones you play home and away with in the other league are the ones that are local rivals. So like the Cardinals and the Royals. Oh, okay. they, will, they will play both in St. Louis and Kansas. Uh, the Yankees and Boston and the Red Sox. Mm -hmm. They will play both uh, home and away, things like that. So Got it. it's, um, it's interesting to see. So. Yeah, I don't know if I like some of those changes, but I guess <laughs> yeah, it is. It's uh, interesting. I think whatever. it's just because it's new. No. Yeah, it's definitely because it's it's changing. Yeah. But I think as a player, I don't know if you they would like it because it's the changes seem to be more so for the people watching, not for the players. Well, of, of course, it's for the... They, they yeah. want to attract fans. That's the thing. Yeah, I know. That's where they get their still, money from. I get it. <laughs> they want to still, attract more fans. So I think those who are diehard baseball fans, they will watch anyway. They want to attract more mm -hmm. fans, newer fans who complain about low scoring and also the the length of the game. Yeah. So I don't know how many more fans they're gonna attract though. Well, you never know. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So what's the main thing we are talking about today? Yeah, so the main thing we wanted to I wanted to go through this um this article. Um it was about this boss who refused to accept his employees resignation. Yeah. Um and kinda um, it was actually it. kind of misleading, though, when I, because when you when you begin to read the thread, it didn't really seem like that's the major thing that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff leading up yeah, to leading, it. Leading that's up to that. kind of typical with article headlines. It's yeah. like it's taking it the title at face value. It's mm -hmm. not always how it like pans out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just do you want to just go through it like all the way, or do you want to like recap it? Well, I think we can just recap the. Uh, maybe we can start by recapping the the story. I think it started by the manager wanting this guy to come into work. Mm -hmm. Is it while he's off, while he has taken uh, paid time off, or yeah, spending time with so, family, uh, or something like and that? And I'll I'll go through the details a little bit as I I see them. But mm -hmm. um, basically, from what I understand. Um, Leading up to, because it was like around like Christmas to New Year's time, okay. Um, that he had constantly told told them that, hey, I'm gonna take this off. Um, he uh set the precedent that um he had missed like a lot of time in his family's life like before, mm -hmm. so now he wanted to make sure like especially like around Christmas time, he prioritized that. Um, so I think leading up to that, like the months leading up to that, he kept, he let them know. Hey, the week between like I think Christmas and New Year's, he's taking that like full week off, um, and letting them know. But he was also kind of like the go-to person, um, for his field. I think it was some type of like coding or da database. Yeah, it was some kind of a database engineer or, or yeah. coding because I mean they mentioned Python to mention some mm -hmm. programming language in there. Yeah. So he wrote a lot of the code, and he was like the go-to person, mm -hmm. um, or really the only person at the time who understood 
um, what was going on because he like wrote a lot of the code and set up a lot of the databases. And he said he had he set up a lot of um, documentation on everything. Um, so someone else should be able to um, should be able to get it done in case he was gone. Um, so basically, um, it, it comes up to the I think leading up to the couple weeks before Christmas. Um, and his boss like lets him know, um, like, hey, I'm not approving that uh, vacation for. Oh, that so that actually started before, before he actually had to take time off. The boss said, "Yeah, I'm not going to approve it." Yeah, he said, okay. "I'm not going to approve it. We need you to to stay and and finish everything out." And he's like, obviously, he's like, I've told you guys this and constantly said this for for like I, I think it was months, if not weeks. Um, so he's like, no, I mean, there's no excuse. Like, I've, I've told you guys this. Um, let me see if I can find some more of the details here. Yeah, so part of it, he said the, the company relied on a sole individual to fix a lot of the problems. So he was like that person who, like, really the only person who knew what he was doing in, in that regard. So what was the problem they are fixing, really? Because I, I it looks like I also read that that, the it's supposed to something's supposed to generate some reports mm. also maybe it was not generating the reports yeah there's something with the code because they have clients that need all these reports to be by a certain deadline um so it wasn't i don't i don't know exactly the details i'm not sure if i understand it or if they put yeah. that in there um but there was something with the reports um but you see that's uh, one of the things that i i Maybe they didn't tell us the entire story that I was that I found very very interesting is is this: if you are generating reports, you and I are engineers, we know how coding and some of these things work. If you are if if you write code or you have some program that is generating reports for you, mm -hmm. is the same report whether you are generating them weekly or monthly. The format of the report is probably the same. Right. So if there's maybe if there's any new reporting or any new format to be generated, yeah, and I don't know if it's just reports. I don't yeah. think it's as simple as that. Okay, but um, I think it's more involved. But it even shows like text messages. I I can read out some of them. Um, I think this is like leading up to when he let him know, um, hey, um, I'm gonna need you to work this full week, and then the person's like, no, that can't happen. He's like, no, we need you to work, and then I think that was that point. That was when he resigned. They said. Um, uh, that he's not going to work there anymore. So his boss is texting him. The first text is like, hope you have a great Christmas. And then the next text is like, um, maybe a couple of days later, it's like, please call me as soon as you can. I received your email. I, I understand you're upset, but resigning is not the best choice in this circumstance. And then he brings up, I've been your friend for five years. I'm asking as your friend, not a manager, to reconsider, call so me. It looks like the manager kept this. on... The guy was not responding to them. Yeah, he so was he not kept, responding. He, was, he kept on, you know, adding, uh, adding more and saying more, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he goes on and says, like, and this is, like you said, there's no response. So it's just the manager texting yeah. constantly. <laughs> um, he's saying, hey, you made your point. You can have today off. If you call me, let me know when we can expect you tomorrow. But you need to call me. Yeah. And then again, the same day, this is ridiculous. Do you know what your actions are going to do to the company? To me, you've made your point. <laughs> Just call me. We'll figure out it your vacation. Desperate. But we need, um, but we need you to get blank done by Friday. And then he's like, "Why won't you answer your phone? Your wife won't answer hers either. HR wants to talk to you." Um, and then he's like, "I just got out of a meeting with so and so. If we don't get this done for the client, 
we get penalized and that money comes from bonuses and pay increases i want you to know that if you don't finish that nobody gets a bonus or pay increase this year you. <laughs> this is common knowledge no wait wait you read something about your wife is not responding to that means he's calling his wife too so <laughs> no that's that's just yeah i don't know that's that's extreme i yeah. think i don't think that's that's something that why his, his wife doesn't walk there exactly that just shows how desperate he was i guess and then there's like a couple of text messages based on him begging um and then finally he's like dude log back in help fix this stuff name your price um the states can't see the reports um so and so is gonna find us wants to know if the reports can be completed um by like january 6th so i guess like january of that next year um family is important but we are talking about people's jobs on the line and then he finally responds. Mm -hmm. He said, like, hey, I'll be happy to respond for so-and-so for $80 an hour, 5000 immediate sign-on bonus, six weeks PTO with a 12-month guarantee. Send me that in writing, and I'll start immediately. And then the guy responds back. He's like, come on, this is ridiculous. I don't even get paid that much. Why do you think you deserve that much? Quit being so full of yourself. Be a team player. Log in. Save the company. So I think his text is just to throw out a number because he's like, I don't want to do this anyway. I'm yeah. going to put out something that's like so ridiculous anyway. Yeah. Um, no, but here's my take in all of this. As we were reading all of that, first of all, the relationship between the two of them is already broken. Right. It definitely yeah. is already broken even before before all of this started happening. I'm I'm guessing it's been broken for months or even years. I don't know how long that guy has walked in the place. So that relationship is 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 broken, and I think, I think the guy, well, he said he wanted to to spend time with his family. He already right. communicated that, but it looks like the manager never, you know, didn't think that was important. I think. And he said that he, I think I remember. Yeah, I saw this earlier in the article that he had been telling them, "Is like I need to educate more people on this, so I'm not the only one." Yeah. that knows what's going on because he knows like obviously if he leaves or something happens he doesn't want to be responsible for a lot of those things so like prior to the the situation he had brought it up numerous times um it's like oh i don't want to be the only one yeah i need to like educate someone so they know what's going on and i think there was a quote by the manager who said like oh we'll, we never do anything to lose you or anything like that like implying that oh yeah he'd never leave or they never do anything that he that that's that's, him to that's leave. awesome and i'm in fact based on this i'm guessing this is a maybe maybe not very small but a small organization compared to smaller you know, yeah. smaller it's not it's not a big it's not a big company because a big company cannot risk uh, many of the especially something that brings them a lot of income mm -hmm. risk that on just one person having right. the knowledge even even in large organizations i've seen situations where somebody creates a proprietary product or 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 develop a program or something mm -hmm. that only that person knows but usually Usually, the moment you are finishing whatever you are creating, whether it's, it's code or, or product or any kind of development, you you have documentation. Right. You yeah. have documentation to back it up so that anybody else know. For example, the example I always use is, you know, God forbid, what if the person get hit by, get hit by a bus next yeah. day? I mean, you something. never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. Somebody else needs to know, have that knowledge, know the information, so they can they can run with it. Mm -hmm. Some organizations um, tend not to do that very well. 
even I've seen some big ones who who may not do that very well in some in some places mm-hmm. in in some areas. But that's one of the things very good organizations good. You want to make sure you have people who who can carry the load. And I think that's part of the problem too. Mm-hmm. This guy is the only one they are depending on. Let's even forget the idea of whether he gets hit by a bus. Yeah. Because he's the only one they are depending on, they are putting so much workload on him. It right. looks yeah. like he's not getting time off. He's not able to get time off when mm-hmm. he needs that time off. Right. And because of that, now they are, uh, nobody else can do what what <laughs> what they want him to do because they are putting so much load on him. Right. They are not, maybe they are not hiring enough people. Maybe there needs to be, maybe there needs to be two of them, two people like that, mm-hmm. so that if one one is away, the other one can carry the load. It looks like they are not doing that. So that's that's another another. Thing. I I remember actually as we were discussing this, I remember if you remember the first time we came to Nebraska when we were in uh, when we were still living in St. Louis, mm-hmm. that that we came here. If you guys well, remember, when we visited or when no we when moved. we. When, when you went to Le- Lexington. Yeah, okay. So yeah. that's when we visited. Yeah. When we went to Lexington, because I was walking, that was over, if you remember, over Christmas. Yeah. Christmas to New Year was actually from, um, I think it was December 17 to 31st, about two weeks, mm-hmm. covering Christmas and, and New Year's. And what was the reason? One of my colleagues at the time, he was the lead engineer on that project in Lexington, uh, Nebraska. He's been there on and off for about six months. Mm-hmm. And so he said, no, Christmas is coming. I've been away from my family for too long. I need to spend time with my family. Mm-hmm. I need to do this. So they asked around in the office that they said, okay, somebody needs to, to relieve him. Somebody needs to, to continue the work because the customer wants the, the work to continue even during, during the Christmas break. Right. So I just, for me, you know, he, he, he grew up in, this guy grew up in St. Louis. He has families in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. No, for me, you guys are my only family. The only, my wife and my children, you are the family I have. Mm-hmm. And for me, my, my only thing was that it doesn't matter where I spend Christmas as long as I spend it with you guys. I spend with my family. Right. So nobody was willing to go. And it was because nobody was willing to go because most of them want to spend the Christmas period they with their family. Spend Christmas in Nebraska. So, <laughs> so I decided, I think I, I discussed with your mom and we decided, I said, well, if they will think, instead of me just going, even just two weeks, it's Christmas time. I want also want to spend the time with my family, but mm-hmm. I don't care where we spend it. I don't care where we spend it. I may even be working, but as long as I get to come back every day and my family sees me every day, I'm willing to do that. Mm-hmm. So we agreed. That was the reason that all of us went. Right. All of us went to, to Lexington from December, I still remember, December 17 to, we came back January 1st, uh, during that, that period. Mm-hmm. That was because whatever the work that guy was doing, I was able to fill in. Right, yeah. But it looks like in this case, mm-hmm. he's the only one that has the knowledge. Right. Nobody else can, can carry the slack if he's not there. And because the company has not invested in people, at least having two of him to make sure that if he's not there, right. somebody else can do the job. Now they are in this kind of scenario. And <laughs> the problem is that most organizations do that, thinking they are saving money, they are saving money on the salaries and things like that. But look at how much money they said they are losing. Mm-hmm. And he that. goes on to say, 
Um, so that's after he listed all the demands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the boss replies, he's like, here are your priorities. And he lists out like three things that he needs to get done. But wait, wait, wait. But you already said the guy quit. Yeah, exactly. So that's what, that's what I'm coming to. So the guy responds like, what does this mean? To be 100% clear, I resigned today. Okay. It's like, I don't have priorities or projects. I am no longer an employee. <laughs> that's basically what he's like. If you would like me to return, I gave you my offer. So there's, there's like a lot of back and forth. Um, and then he's like, we need you to fix this. Um and then there's more arguments with the offer. Here, here's the thing. Here's like the thing, uh, Matthew. I think first of all, I, I the blame definitely is on the companies, on the organization. They didn't, like I said, didn't have the structures in place to make sure that this person can get time off mm-hmm. uh, when it, when he needs actually needs time off. Uh, secondly, the manager is not handling the situation very well. Yeah, because. Yeah. The way he's writing the text, the way he's communicating is he's still behaving as if this guy has to do whatever I, I, I tell him to do. Right. Not realizing that, no, the guy <laughs> can choose not to do what you're asking him to do. Yeah. And just to summarize what happens in the end without giving too much detail, mm-hmm. um, basically, because I guess the company this person originally worked for does a lot of um, database reports for other clients. Okay. Um, so eventually... I guess the client that needed all this stuff done reached out to the person who resigned um, and was saying, hey, I've heard all this stuff. We need this done. What, like, kind of what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and he explained. He sent the screenshots of, like, everything that happened. And he's like, oh, wow. And that client ended up hiring him for, like, I guess that that week or week and a half um, for more than what he asked for originally. Um, and then he said, also, we could probably provide you with, like, a more permanent position if you'd like that. So they, like, paid him more for that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he did end up working that week okay. um, just because he, he had to get that stuff done. They said, if you're able to get that done, we'll pay you, like, this amount. Um, but what you're saying is that the client that's doing that. Yes, this is for the client. So it's not, not for the company. Not for the company. And he said the client, they're going to bill the company for that because it's technically under contract for something like okay. that. Um, and there's, like, there's a lot of other details. He, like... Um, basically said um, the client had to, or no, the original company had to um, put something in writing that they were not able to fulfill the duties so he so they could hire him to do that. Okay. Um, and there's, like, other, like, nitty-gritty stuff. But basically, yeah, he ended up doing the work directly for the client and getting paid probably way more than he would have gotten paid um, for just, like, a week of work um, and with a, a possible offer for more permanent position but in in the process of this back and forth this texting back and forth it looks like his resignation stood right yeah yeah so it doesn't look as far as i know he he doesn't say but i don't think he he goes back to work there yeah yeah that that is funny in fact actually when you know we're talking about the headline that says no the boss refuses somebody's resignation Mm -hmm. um like we saw, there's there's a lot more going back and forth. Uh, because be, be, before that, the first thing that actually came to mind when I saw the headline was that uh, maybe somebody resigned. Mm. At least before I read the story, somebody resigned. The company valued that person so much, and they said, "You know what? Well, you can't go, and we don't want you to go, and things like that." Right. You no, know, I I did not expect it to play it out. Turn out how it, it, uh, the yeah. way the way it played out. So. Uh, the the other one that actually came to mind, I had you probably know this already. I had um, 
not a similar experience or something close to it mm-hmm. where my resignation was refused and <laughs> i also thought of that i thought of that but my my situation was nothing was nothing like mine actually was was a good one mm-hmm. was a good one it was um i'm sure you heard me tell the story before it was when we were when we left Nigeria, we were coming over to the United States. Oh, okay. And the company I was working on uh, at that time, I had to give three months' notice. And when I first gave the three months' notice, my, the head of my function, the technical director, who is the head of the whole technical function in the company, was my boss's boss. Actually, my mm-hmm. boss's boss's boss, uh, because he's the head of the whole technical function. He reports to the CEO, who was a Dutchman. He was from the Netherlands. Oh, so okay. it's a Dutch guy. And most of them are that level because of the the how my job exposes me to them. I'm very familiar with all the all the directors, all the people, mm-hmm. the first level executives who reports to the CEO. So I actually hand deliver my resignation to him because mm-hmm. he needed to. Uh, the way it was done, when I resigned, my boss, my boss, my immediate boss has to initial it. Oh, okay. to show that he has seen it. And then it goes to his boss, who has to initial it. And I've done that for both of them. They've initialed it. Then the next level is the my boss's boss's boss, who is this technical director. Mm-hmm. So I also hand-carried it, <laughs> my yeah. resignation letter, to him. So he's the head of the function. Once he initials it, then it will now go to HR. The, mm-hmm. the letter is actually addressed to HR, but through those people. So when I when I hand carried to his office, so he, he looked at it, he read it, and he said, "You are leaving. Why?" <laughs> and I said, "I'm I'm relocating to the United States." And he said, "Do you have a job?" And I said, "No, I I don't have a job." Then he just threw my paper at me. Wait, you did have a job at that time? At that time, no, I did not. At that time, this was oh. three months. This was oh, three yeah, months before we left. Three months is a while. I got time. the job a month before we before we left. Yeah, and that's what you were thinking. Yeah. But this was three months before we were scheduled to leave. So he just threw my paper back at me, and he said, "He said, you have a good job here. We have very good plans for you here. Your future is very bright here." He said, "The last thing I want to hear is that you leave all of this behind, and we hear that you are a taxi driver in the United States." <laughs> he said, yeah. "I'm not going to sign it." So. That one took me back, but that one was like I said. You had a good heart behind it, though. I guess. What? I said you had good heart. Oh, definitely, it, yeah. definitely. I, I saw the I saw the heart behind it. So yeah, it actually, make me think. Oh, this man valued valued me so much that he didn't want me to he didn't want me to go. Mm-hmm. So he actually he actually took some steps. He took extra steps at that time. You know, you really see this in the United States these days. I had six weeks of vacation. Six weeks of annual vacation, and I've not taken my six weeks that year. So he said, "Why don't you take your normal vacation and go?" In fact, he said, "If you if you get a job while you are there, you don't need to come back." He said, "Just send back this letter to me. I will sign it at the time. Mm-hmm. So you don't you don't have to come back." And I told him, "I said I don't think six weeks six weeks will be enough for me to to get a good job." You know what he did. He actually went to the human resources director, who is his counterpart, mm-hmm. and negotiated the following year six weeks of vacation. Oh wow! So this was we're talking about um, May, middle of the year. 
Right. So I had my six weeks of vacation for that year. And then he went to negotiate the following calendar year, another six weeks for me to have mm-hmm. 12 weeks. Said so now you have three months. Say so go for three months. If you don't get a good job that you like in three months, come back. Your, your job is waiting for you. Mm-hmm. But if you do, then just send back the letter. Wow. So that was what we agreed. But as you already know, following two months, no, God made a way. I, I found, I got a good job. I got mm-hmm. my job with Siemens at the time. And so about a month before I left, I had that job offer. Mm-hmm. So I went back to him. I went back to him. I said, <laughs> I have a job now. And he said, what kind of job? I said, it's an engineering job. It's an engineer's job. It's not a taxi driver's job. <laughs> yeah. And then he actually, he actually signed it. Yeah. He signed it. So w- when I saw this story, that was, he also brought back that memory for me mm-hmm. that, okay, you see uh, Both sides. that man that is a good leader, the, mm-hmm. my head of department at the time, my functional head, who was a good leader, who was looking out for me, mm-hmm. who was looking out for me and saying, you know, you have a good future. You cannot just leave your job and go to a place where you don't have a job. So I'm not going to let you go. Right. I'm not going to let you resign. Uh, it's, it's a different situation with what we, are, what we are discussing here, right. where it's just because the, the manager or the company is in a bind, they are in a tight spot. And I think, uh, not knowing the entire story, my guess is that they have not treated that guy well. The employee, yeah. they have not treated him well. He doesn't have a good relationship with, with the boss. And that's why the boss thinks it could still dictate to him the terms of how the work is supposed to be done, even when... He didn't really have any leverage to do that. And he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't seem to understand that in the text he was sending. Yeah, and two things that come to mind for me is like the one, it would be a different thing if it if it was like maybe a week or two and then he's like, Oh yeah, I need to take this vacation. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's like a lot of work that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But he had been telling them constantly, constantly that leading up to that. It's like, hey, we need to prepare for this situation. And they just refused to listen. Um and then the other thing is like I think um, there's always a saying of like whenever a company refers to you as like family, just run or like don't take that job <laughs> just because they're probably going to expect you or want you to do certain things without maybe proper compensation or basically expect you to just um, work um, without getting the proper, I guess, benefits from well, it. In a yeah, sense. I, I've, I've had that too before, but I don't I personally I don't see I don't see any reason or uh, any, anything against no, them referring to to their people as family. Yeah. That means we are, we, are, we are treating you as family. But the problem is that maybe from people's experiences, yeah, when, exactly. when companies say you are like family, their experience has not actually been like, been treated like family, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, and it, I feel like it's very one-sided. Exactly. That's I think that's exactly. the key thing because they expect you to do certain things, um, but don't exactly... Um, allow you time for uh, yeah allow time need. for your for your family and yeah. and things like that I, i've been very fortunate to to work in organizations where when there's when there's a family need you know you you just do it i remember uh it wasn't it was the very first month after we we came to omaha when i started a new job here in in omaha within that first month that my dad passed away mm-hmm. and I just started, it's not even a month yet. And I told them I have to travel back to Nigeria for for my dad's funeral. And mm-hmm. it, it was not a big deal. 
Immediately, my boss said, take, take as much time as you need. Right. You know, so I, I've been fortunate to work in very good organizations like that. And it's, it really blows my mind when I hear stories like this. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how people like this manager think they can run a good team. Right. Or that their team members will be loyal to them mm-hmm. by, by behaving this way. You, if you are, if you are treating your your team as family, you actually treat them like like family. You right. you show empathy, you show compassion for them. Somebody said I needed this. It doesn't even have to be spending time with family. Mm-hmm. It may just be you know, I just need time off. I need a, I need a break to avoid burnout, for example, mm-hmm. to avoid all this stress that that kind of incapacitates people. I need I need some time off. I've seen situations, or maybe I've heard of situations, where, you know, mental time off mm-hmm. beyond the person's PTO has been given just because, okay, this person needs it. They need a break. Right. And it has nothing to do with the, with the PTO. You mm-hmm. know, those are organizations who actually behave with, with, uh, with compassion, but obviously not this one. Yeah, and that's what I appreciate about, about I guess, the generation now that they don't tolerate things like that. So yeah. even the companies that do, still are like that, mm-hmm. someone like my age or even younger, a lot of people, they'll just quit. They're yeah. not taking any type of crap from people like that. Yeah. And they'll quit without having any type any, of job any, anything, or anything lined up. They're like, nope, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, so it definitely pushes companies to um, be better and treat their employees better, which is, um, in the end, I think... Uh, we should a be a thing. given if you look at it because if you treat your people better... Guess what? They they will do anything for you mm-hmm. if you treat them better. And when 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 you are in a bind, they will know that oh, this this company was there for me. I need to be there. They will, they can put everything on hold to just to to make sure they right. they they help the company because they know that the company has done that. And that's that's normal human relationships, you know, mm-hmm. to to help one another. But some organizations don't don't see that they they count every every penny which at the end of the day if you look at it the the company can spend most companies that is that are doing well mm-hmm. they can spend ten thousand dollars without blinking an eye uh to to do something for an employee that employee may not be able to just you no know, withdraw ten thousand they may not even have a thousand dollars in their account mm-hmm. you know so if you if you wait if you wait, organizations have the leverage. They have the opportunity. They have the resources to be able to do something more. Right. And I think the fear that some of them have is that if I do it uh, for you, then I have to do it for this one or that one for, for everybody. Mm-hmm. But they, they forget that needs are different. Right. Everybody will not have the need. Not everyone will want to take two weeks off around Christmas. I, I, I can tell you I knew people who wanted to work around Christmas. There is not a problem for them to work mm-hmm. around Christmas. So just having that flexibility with um, with different people, right. and and giving them the the grace to do what they need to do, that's what companies need to do. I think. Right. Yeah. yeah I definitely think this is a case study on what not to do or what not to be like <laughs> as a manager or just as a company. I agree. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to bring up? I don't think so. I think we have really talked about this one. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting how it turned out. Like like we said, I saw the title and I was thinking something else, mm-hmm. and then it turned out to be really really uh, just 
the kids of a, of a terrible manager. Like, yeah, I just think I it's kind of funny. Like in the end, he did end up working that week for that year, or for at least that year that he anticipated taking off. Mm-hmm. But it still worked out because it's just yeah. that one time thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, guys, this has been another episode of Crisp the podcast. Uh, make sure to give us a like, rate, and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. <laughs>